breached the Black Helpline. The revolution will not be televised. Nice. I like this. Shit, I want to screenshot this. What's up? What's up, y'all? What's up, Marvel? Marvel, Marvel game plan. Was oh, that what it is? Oh, my hair. Oh, oh, mine too. <laughs> I'm listening to some Yasin Bay and Marvin Gaye. Oh. I would tell you like this, man. Ain't, ain't shit. <laughs> Look, this is fucked up. I was telling somebody this today. So I'm still trying to explain all this shit to white people, which is really fucking getting on my nerves, by the way. We should be recording this too. But We are. Yeah. But trying to explain what's going on to white people because they so fucking shook. And we all just sitting there going, it's y'all turn now, shit. We sit over here having Kool-Aid. Um, they're like, well, what do we do? How do we, how do we, uh, uh, how do we address this? I go, motherfucker, we've been telling you for decades how to address this, okay? Y'all need to start talking to each other. Use some of that kumbaya shit and start a fucking campfire and talk about this shit. Because uh, they're giving they're giving themselves days off. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm sorry. We when we this shit cannot stop trending because we know we know goddamn well it's just trending right now. Blackness, racism is trending. But look, this is it. This is the last time, and I'm afraid that our little town is going to be a yet another powder keg when things don't go the way that the people, and particularly the young people wanted to fucking go because they are doing everything they can in their power to change the system that they, first of all, don't understand very much of, but they stand, they understand enough to understand that it's wrong. And secondly, that you just can't go out here indiscriminately taking lives because you know that you're gonna be protected for it, you know? And I'm sorry, but I ain't got, I'm not gonna be mad if shit burns down again. I'm not gonna be fucking mad. You know, I'm going to be a little scared, but I'm going to understand. And that's what they got to start fucking understanding that you can't just be, you just can't just be a fucking trend anymore. Okay. Cause shit's gotten real. It's well, so real that we're the black helpline. Hey y'all, we're the black helpline. <laughs> How y'all doing? <laughs> I'm tricky. For those. Already one, two, three. We are the black helpline. I am tricky Mickey. I'm, I'm out. What'd you say? Never mind what I said. It's just important. Everything you say is important, brother. Until you don't say shit, and then we can't hear who. Big germ. All I heard was cold. Well, like I was saying, we there is nothing. There is nothing that is not pertinent that happens every day. It could happen three weeks ago. It's still pertinent. As far as we're concerned, every day something new fucking happens. The fuck. Leave us the fuck alone. Yeah. Let us be. I mean, I just want to walk down the street like our white friends do and not be stared at. But now the new staring at, you know what the new staring at is? I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That's the new staring. You've seen it. we both seen it. We all three seen this shit. I got, so this is funny. So today I was walking my dog. Tonight I was walking my dog and I saw a couple, a white couple, a Caucasian couple sitting on their open outdoor porch. And I said, hello, because I say hello to people. And they said, oh, hi, how are you? And I said, I'm doing well, how are you? And they said, oh, we're good. And then the woman says, you're looking really tan tonight. 
<laughs> like, yes, bitch. <laughs> Every night. I didn't say it, but it's like, see, to, this is the to shit. To you? Like, yes. like, you got some, like you suddenly got some sun? Yeah, like I suddenly, well, because like we're friends and she knows that I'm a lighter skinned black person. And then all of a sudden, you're looking pretty tan. Yeah, because you know what? Every day, every day I walk around with this delicious caramel color attached to my skin. Oh, man. I like to call that happenstance I racism. That. I hate people that tan. I hate it. Just because you can't untan. Oh, no, I don't. No, it's just I think it's fucking stupid. You know, they spend hundreds and thousands of dollars trying to get a fucking tan. Absolutely. And it's crazy. Crazy. Well, you all know that we're the most we're the most revered and copied people on the planet. There is nothing in this world, in this modern world, that does not have our fingerprint on it. Nothing. You know, I do. I do laugh when people say, oh, I got the worst sunburn ever. It's like. Why are yeah, you out? Yeah, yeah. Are you blue? <laughs> Fucking idiot. Well, it's the ones who wear the trophy oil that freak me out. The ones who really <laughs> slather it yeah. on. You call it trophy oil? <laughs> That's great. I got to remember that. Trophy oil. <laughs> Fucking trophy oil. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> What are you going to do? You know, I, I'm not in any position to be trying to teach anybody anything about blackness. I don't know. It's not our job. It's not our fucking job. It no, never it's was. not. It's not. It I'm not going to hold your hand through the process. I, I, you know what, though? I do, I do kind of like when they come up and apologize and, you know, say, well, what can we do to make up for knowing that they're not really gonna, but I just like hear them say it. Like, Adopt me, give me my trust fund. That's what I'm fucking saying. Reparations. Help me out with the reps. Hide your money, y'all. There's white folks around. There's black folks around. They're gonna take it. They're gonna have you buying shit. But it it um it, it it's it's funny that people are very um white white folks are shook. And 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 my personal belief that the reason why they're shook is because I was out with a friend of mine. I might have brought this up before, but I was out with a friend of mine looking for doing patrol one night, and he got nervous because I wasn't out playing. You know, I was I was strapped, patrolling my two neighborhoods, right, northeast and north, and uh, you know he wanted to be a part of the the patrol, and he got nervous at about midnight. He's like, "Oh man, there's a lot of you know shady people you know walking around." We were north, and I said, "Um." Motherfucker, these people ain't shady. They look like me. And he goes, well, I didn't mean it like that. I go, I know what you meant. You're, you're one of the good ones. You're one of the good ones. But he's like, yeah, but, you know, I got to get up early in the morning, so I, I should probably go home. I'm like, well, I'm, he's like, how, long, how much long are you going to stay out here? I'm, like, I'm probably going to be out till It was like about midnight. I'm like, I'm probably going to be out to 2.30 or 3, just kind of driving around, lamping on the corner. This motherfucker just got scared and went home because he got nervous. And what he said to me before he left, he said, I'm not sure what to do. White people have never had to deal with this. I've never had to deal with nervousness, invasions, um, and, 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 up, and, and an uprising. People shooting into their homes. Yeah, they never had to deal with the police not showing up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm like, ain't no police out here tonight. That's why we're out here. That's why you wanted to come help me. But thanks for your one hour of service. 
Go on, go on ahead. Go make that mayo sandwich. Don't come back over north. Because those people who look shady, you're in the car with one of them, asshole. Are you patrolling north or northeast? Well, the tables have turned. I mean, think about it. The tables have turned. All of a sudden, people are confronted with their swan song. And I call it their swan song because it's power that's being redistributed. And it's no longer concentrated in white people. Slowly, clearly, it's coming to to people of color. And I don't mean just black people. I mean people of color. Yeah. So it's going to be an, an interesting kind of shift in values, shift in thoughts, shift in behaviors, of course when we start seeing that white people don't have the same kind of solid footing and all of a sudden they're kind of on thin ice in, in a lot of ways and rightly so. And not necessarily that they, you know, I, I wouldn't say that my friends deserve it. I wouldn't say that my white friends deserve it, but in general, white folks need to have a reckoning about their own existence in yeah. terms of how it's oppressed us, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Well, I think a lot of them are doing that, but they don't know how to, they don't know how to execute it because they've never been told no. They've never been faced with adverse situations like we have where we have to make a decision. Um, and, and, and being that we're all the same age here, <coughs> we've probably went through the same group of shit Maybe on different levels because we're in different parts of the country or different parts of the world at certain at, at those certain ages in our life, but most of these people have never been told no. And they've never been told they had to make a choice to, that 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 uh, made their, that their life depended on. They've never had to make those choices. So now that these people have to make those choices, and we're all sitting out, us and our immediate peers are sitting out here with our arms crossed, going, "Your first oppression, huh?" Um, they're sitting here wondering what they should do. And I'm like, I ain't got no answers for you, actually. The answers that, that, that you seek are already in your community. And I advise you to go to your peers, your immediate peers, and find out what you can do to pull your resources to help our voices become louder. Because your voices are louder as fuck. We can scream the loudest voice on the planet and it still sound like a whimper. Well, they're all sounding like interns now. They are. They don't know what to do. All of a sudden, that's a good analogy, too. Internet. <laughs> you know, if you do so many hours of service. How can we rebuild our own communities, though? I mean, we can sit here and talk as much shit as we want about how white people need to do this, need to do that, but we, we need to rebuild our own communities and find strength within our own communities. Forget about out there. Forget about people that we're hoping might do something. Let's talk about what we can do for each other. There are, there are a number now of well-to-do uh, black business people that some of them are injecting money into the rebuilding north, south Minneapolis to uh, black, black-owned businesses, you know, and identifying who those black-owned business owners are that were hurt or that are actually entrepreneurs and fund them because you know typically it's harder for them to get money to get those loans you know and to get some seed money to get things going um in the community you know black owned businesses and black communities is pretty important and you don't over north very few and they burn <laughs> you know they burned out yeah, um, the 
one one of the things that I um, this goes around the whole thing of um, people talking about um, repaying the black community, the descendants of of the people that built this country, um, and people always talk about reparations and things like that, but. I always go back to the point of while while our culture was being exploited, so we were being exploited as well, obviously, but we were also being exploited in a way that we were turned against each other. So, and that's all that's been there for hundreds of years, and we all know that. You know, you had the house nigga, you had the field nigga, you know, and uh, you had Kunta and Kizzy, you know, and Kizzy, and. What I would like to see, and I'm, and I'm starting to see it now, and I'm very pleased with it because um, it doesn't not matter if you are, if you if you love everyone, you don't have to be, you don't have to be a secular person to be pro-black. And I gotta, and I always try to nail that into my black friends' heads, that you ain't gotta be secular to be pro-black. Shit, I ain't got no other choice but to look at the skin every day, and I fucking love it. But we have to stop that where where black people are ridiculing other black people for being what they would consider outsiders because we all decided to go the subculture route because subculture gave you the ability to enhance every culture all at once right. and i don't know any other so any other culture in the world besides being stuck on a fucking cruise ship forcibly that would do that and as when I see ways that we can improve the black community, the black, the black confidence is what I like to call it, is that we actually pay attention to the person and not the person's decisions. We don't, we don't, we don't harp on the things that we consider bad or the things that were done bad. We harp on the things that are being done to help actually improve our lots in life. And I'm gonna tell you what, knowing many different um, aspects and different facets of people, different types of people in the world, has greatly and vastly improved my my life, you know. Because without it, I would just I would be ignorant. Anybody would be ignorant, and that's why we're fighting so many ignorant whites right now. And there are ignorant blacks, Hispanics, Asians. It comes from all levels. Of course. But being black is harder when you're ignorant because now you always you you not only have the ignorance of the outside world, but you have the ignorance of your own fucking mind trapping you too. And I'm, that's the shit I'm sick of, you know. Remember called, being called a motherfucking Oreo when you were a kid? Shit. Yeah. Back then, well, all three of us were. Well, you know, I probably still am. <laughs> 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 whatever, whatever. At this age, really, oh, you know, at this age, you get shit. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't care. You know, but one thing that I, I hear what you're saying, Malcontent, and I really agree with that, and it's, it's unfortunate, but I think it's one of those things too, where the white community can say, "Well, see, this is this is how black people are killing off each other. This is black people doing this to each other. That kind of nonsense." Total nonsense. Pardon? I said total nonsense. They even say that phrase. That's one of the, that's my new fucking trick. That's one of my new trigger words. Yes. Black on black, because when somebody says that, I'm like, God damn it! They they just don't know the history of themselves. You know. Uh -huh. Black and black. to create that, black people, any any culture would be pissed off at its own neighbor if its neighbor had more than them. That's how that term keeping up with the Joneses came from. Any culture, <laughs> fucking asshole. Um, 
any culture would be upset at its own neighbor if their neighbor was doing better, if they were compartmentalized like we were. We were put in a compartment and said, lock the key and keep them little nigglets there when we were kids. And then we burst out and met all of our weird friends who made us not feel so fucking weird. Right. Now look at us. Look at us. Look at us, articulate <laughs> black fucking people. Oh my God. We're so weird, but people love us. Yes. We're weird as fuck. It's great. It's and I will never change that. I love myself. Even more now. I'm all right with myself. Oh, shut up. You love yourself. Look at those beautiful kids you created, you motherfucker. Yeah. Fucking done. I, like <laughs> I wish I could see your pretty face now, though. I can't see your pretty face. Uh, I don't know what's going on. I, I gotta He's got adjust a zit. He's got a fucking zit. That's why. I don't get zits, dude. Every, we all get zits at our age. It, no, it's I don't. Ups. <laughs> no, my zits are afraid of me. Here we are, just the beginning of summer, and things have already popped off to this degree. Yeah, and it's still popping off. It's going to be a fuck of a 2020 summer here in Minneapolis. I'm oh, you. boy. Do you even want to go into this shit? Yeah, I do. Uh. Why not? Our city, man, our city, here? our city's in con our city's in conflict. Our shitty is indeed in conflict. You know, and it is our shitty. It's in conflict, and we don't have any help because the. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move this on to the police right now. Mm -mm. The police don't have the resources that they need. They never actually had the resources they needed. And, and when I mean my resources, I mean compassionate policing and not just some fucking lip service coming from the mayor and coming from the union. Bender. The people that are there actually trying to make change are being blocked and if, if they have been blocked. We, we went through two, we are on our second chief that tried to block this fucking unionized racism and it's, and it's always been pushed against them, okay? I'm down with our chief. I've always been down with dude, but he's, right. he's been pushed to the limit and then we got a fucking millennial as a mayor who doesn't actually comprehend what's actually really going on because he's living in a lap of Northeast luxury, you know? Um, he at least does not want to dismantle. The no, police defund, defund. Defund, okay. Defund. So well, they're using all the words, you know. And all the trigger well, words that they're using. One, pick the other. They're, Let's they're, talk about that. I want to talk yeah. about that. I want to talk about defunding versus de dismantling. I want to talk about what you two think about that. I want to talk about what you see as the possible future for black folks here in, not only in Minnesota, but in the United States in general. Well, well whole, it should be it should be reallocation of funds. No, that's what I mean. That's that's defunding. That's yeah. defunding. That's not dismantling. Mm -mm. Yeah, that's you know I could, would never I could see you know putting more money where they should have in the first goddamn place into no shit schools into jobs into housing. Yep. You know if they had done that shit. That's the, that's the city council that's saying defund the cops. Well, you know, if you had put that money, you know, like that $800,000 that you used to build that stupid-ass statue in front of the library, uh, you know, maybe some of these problems wouldn't be as intense right now. You know, if people had, I mean, understandably, I mean, the pandemic wiped out a lot of jobs. 
you know, so there are no jobs to go back to. But these guys don't have anything. There's no hope. There's no hope. And the city council is obviously, you know, seizing the moment to further, further, and rightfully so in, in a lot of respect, the cops vilify, you know, well, point the finger at them. But they didn't, they didn't help themselves out by giving money to the community that they supposedly serve, their constituents that they supposedly serve. You know, there's still a lot of vacant buildings and crumbling, crumbling infrastructure and really poor schools over North and South Minneapolis. And now you're saying you want to do something about it? You well, know? the people, most of the people that make these decisions on the city council, I've, I've discovered um, are either not direct um, 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 local city residents. I mean, by, and, and by, when I say local, I mean people that live in, in, in communities that are easily connected to every community around. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, Tangletown is in fucking Richfield. But so, but the only person I know that actually lives in the middle of it is is the is our millennial mayor Jacob. Um, people well, Ellison lives. Ellison huh? lives in North Minneapolis. He yeah. lives right, like right by. But you said Ellison. You you said Ellison, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's not our. He's not our. He's not our local official. He's our attorney general. That's different. No, his son is Jeremiah. Oh, son. Yeah. He's on the city. That's right. Council. That's right. But. Yeah. But a lot of these people lived in lived in areas that are that have been historically protected, and that the cops show up to faster. You know, if I live four blocks west of where we bought our house on Thirty Fourth and Humboldt, I would have been in the protected zone. I would have been off the parkway. Right. And we don't have what we don't have a citywide protection policy. Is what I'm saying. And when when we have people. Like our city council members, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I hate saying her name, but I'm bringing up fucking Lisa Bender. Bender. We have people like that making decisions on how to build something as simple and something that's easily solved as bike lanes, okay? Huh. Without congesting the city more, what you end up having without without consulting with the with the constituents, what you end up having is what we have on 2628. And all these other congested streets that we have, because it's built off of a model of a city that's much larger than ours, you don't actually get results. You get what the people in city council actually want, and not what the people want, because they didn't consult the constituents about traffic, about how many cars they have in the house, about um, the size of their property, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I'm more pissed about people who don't live in our communities making decisions for our communities than I am about. The, the, the decisions that are made. I mean, I live in Northeast now, but have you been up fucking um, Broadway um, between Yesterday. and uh, and Central? Yeah. yeah. Fucked up. I'm just saying, though, people who make those decisions should be part of our communities first. It almost made me want to run for city council, but I didn't beat too many people up in my past, so I'll never get elected. Why not try, man? Going, going back... The funding versus dismantling and all of these things in between. Yes, we need to have people who live in the communities, but we have a whole movement now that's talking about defunding the police yes. and putting money into education. Fantastic. Healthcare. Fan-fucking-tastic. All these things. And then they're saying, well, why don't we get a private, a private group in here to 
basically take over the police. No, no, no. No. You've got to have government accountability to be the police. You have to have a government backbone and accountability that should be able to police people. That's based on taxes and, and tax-wise. You cannot just have fucking militia coming in here trying to tell people what to do because that creates another bowl of shit that we have oh, to fucking exactly. come out. Well, their charter this uh, is why I'm saying, them from doing this anyway. This is why I'm saying that I think that that the defunding of the police is is a wonderful idealistic idea. Can it be rationally executed? Because I'll tell you what, if you start getting private anything, then you start getting any kind of a vigilante situation. Exactly, and we don't want that, especially from what we've seen in the last 35 years. As yeah. a collective, we've seen shit. We, you, we all remember the Reagan years. And what that and, and what that did to communities not only of color but every community because the ripple effect of the ripple effect of what happened in the 80s with the zero drug policy rippled across America and changed the landscape of just being able to walk down the fucking street. Oh, the war on drugs. Yes. Yeah. It trickled over until the it trickled over, it, it created it created more crime. It created policies like stop and frisk. You know, it created. The, the situations that we're in right now, the, the, the what is that called? Um, I can't remember what it's called right now. They're trying to eradicate it, but um, the zero accountability Probable. things for police officers. Cost? Oh, no. Yes, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Job. They're trying to dismantle that countrywide. Yeah. Because that is why so many Minneapolis police have gotten away with shit, except for the black one, um, for so many years. Funny that the black motherfucker went to jail. <laughs> Well, there was, a, there was a white woman involved. Sure. You know that was going to happen. Yeah. Sure. Nor should have kept his ass over there on Franklin eating cot. I'm sorry I said it. <laughs> Kiss my ass over here. Trigger happy motherfucker. The yeah, fuck don't, don't, he don't took, run us, for he took us back 20 years <laughs> with that shit, man. Yeah, don't, sit up, don't go for city council. Just stay where you are. Yeah, right. I told you. I, told you. I, I warned you, motherfucker. I ain't running for city council. Should I have these white people upset? You already probably do, and you're nowhere near politics. <laughs> oh, I love yeah, it. Yeah, so uh, what would it look like, a defunded police department? Well, what do you want for the future? I mean, if we're talking about defunding the police and putting all this money into different things and trying to you know build up the infrastructure people keep talking about the future the future the future abolition this that and the other thing great what does that look like because we can talk they don't have an idea yet they don't know they don't know they don't know uh they're looking at what trent new jersey as a model oh yeah there you go fucking trenton the dirtiest places in america they they totally tore down because they said the police department was beyond saving. So they totally tore it down, got rid of people. People had to reapply for their jobs, uh, which is a good thing. And basically, these cops are now uh, peace officers. They're not referred to as police. They're peace officers. They don't go to car crashes or domestics like that. They, know, that, that's called defunding. Yeah, and so that's that's reallocation, which makes sense in a way because a lot of these cops in Minneapolis are going to calls of like overdoses, um, doing things that 
you know, they're not trained for in their, what, 14 weeks in the academy. Well, they should actually be there anyway because they don't have that training and they react to those situations yeah. quite more violently oh, right. I mean, than, than somebody, a trained professional. It's, it's an instant escalation. Instant escalation if somebody, you're having a, a bad time with your girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, if somebody shows up with a fucking gun. You know, that's instantly everybody, it's it's amped up. You know, it goes from zero to 100 right there. Well, part of the reason why we can't sell police in this country is because people are fucking trigger happy. People are trigger, people are trigger, nigger, cracker, Muslim. Yeah. Put all put put all the thing happy about killing somebody that, that they feel not not just a threat because I, I call bullshit when people say I felt threatened. Fuck you. You didn't feel threatened. You just didn't like what you saw and you thought you'd do something about it because it was walking down your block or or your, your your son or daughter was in love with it or whatever. It doesn't matter. That should be the name of this episode. You didn't like what you saw. <laughs> What'd you say? You didn't like what you saw. Yeah. No, they don't. People don't like what they see. I mean, think about I was it. Triggered by what I saw. Big germ. We grew yeah. up. We, we both grew up dating dating white women. And um, many. When was it, when did you start wearing sunglasses when you were out in public? With your with, with your white I woman. The, I don't know when the fucking sun was out, dude. No, <laughs> I wear them. I wear them. I, I mean, I wear them for the sun, but I also wear them for the looks. So oh. I can stare indiscriminately right back at this motherfucking go and then and then decide if i'm gonna go what the fuck is this guy looking at and that's a true story i've gotten better over the years but i still question excuse me do i know you no it it was primarily to limit uh uv rays dude yeah okay well you know what i'm talking about i do man but you know well, see, I, I'm, I'm reactionary as fuck. I'm reactionary as fuck. I, like, I have a right like, to be on the street. I have I a right like to be on the street, too. Eyes, Meet people right in the eyes, you know, and see what I'm looking at and right back at you and see who blinks first, who averts the gaze. I'm just walking down the street. I'm talking I'm talking about just walking down the street. I'm not talking about yeah. this here tripping a mushroom, staring at motherfuckers and going, why am I here tripping a mushroom? Dude, I only did mushrooms once. Don't do them at the state fair. Well, no. it's not an issue this year, is it? No. What's happening somewhere, the state fair is all this bullshit we're seeing out in the street. They're all, they all came out of the fairgrounds and came into our neighborhood. Yeah, the whole fucking city is the midway now. No shit. Brought, <laughs> should have brought my pronto pup stand. There's one, there's one in Roseville. Yeah, state fair food. Sexy. But, uh, but back to the subject, um, to handle the police, we need to handle the police. The police are not social workers. They're not... They're, they're, they're trained in one thing that they could be construed as being close to social work and that's conflict resolution, but that's it. They are trained to police and to stop things, stop violence, stop things that require policing. That's it. They, they're not fucking EMTs. They're not, that's why EMTs show up first. They're not EMTs. They're not fucking social workers. They're not, they're, they're, they're barely conflict re- resolutionists. Um, and I don't think that that, and they should not have these, these side jobs that they can wear their uniform. And I just found this out recently. The side jobs where they wear their uniforms, unless they're not, unless they're not yeah. a liability of the MPD or the police department, whatever city it is, they should not be 
allowed to wear that uniform while they're doing private work after hours. Right. Well, they're going to limit that. And that's in their charter, too, how many. Uh, they got to change all of that, you know. The, the city council sets those rules, so all that shit has to be changed, too. But what do we do about the union, though? Is the union just a part of the dismantling them? I'm well, assuming that it is. Wait, wait. I want that to be our next episode. Oh, the union, yes. Union. yes. Unholy, unholy union. The unholy union. It's so fucking union. unholy. It's so fucking unholy. Yeah. All right, so let's let's bring that to the next conversation then. Right, writing it down right now. All right, y'all. This is Tricky Mickey. <laughs> this is Big Jerk. Dude, that was good. It's your boy Malcontent. Thank you very much for joining us in our second season of the Black Health Line. Yeah. Virtual baby, virtual. Hey, baby. <laughs> love it. I think y'all should start writing us some stuff. You know, that we're back in in session. You can reach us at Black Helpline at Twitter, or you can call us at six one two. I don't remember phone number. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Don't call. Doesn't matter. You'll Doesn't edit matter. that shit in. Just copy and paste. <laughs> copy and paste. Just. Just, okay, you can email us, blackhelpline at gmail, or tell you what, you can Twitter at us, at blackhelpline. The revolution will not be...